So I'm uh, Katalin Kilofliski. I'm the CEO of Canagold Resources, and Canagold is a TSX listed company, which is moving uh, the highest grade uh, underwater gold project in Western Canada through permitting and feasibility. Kathleen, welcome to London. Thanks for joining us. Great to see you. Well, yeah, you, you're here at the Amazing Money Conference, or was it Resource Tomorrow? They change its name all the time. Yeah. How's it going over there? It's good. And I think in in a big way, it's what it is expected. You right. Know, we do not, I do not see a lot of optimism in the market yet. You know, I think it's creeping up. Yeah. And it's always lagging. And then moving the gold price, which you're witnessing, as a matter of fact, in the last three days, is starting to move in the right direction. And... I think from a fundamental perspective, it will move. Uh, and it's always later that the sentiment comes back into the market. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not worried. I think it's a great conference. Well, the politicians are doing a very good job of ruining the economy for you, so gold should do well. Um, <laughs> now, let, let, let's take a bit of We've not met or spoken before. Yes. So tell me, what's your background? What have you done before? Yeah, yeah. I have a business background, but I've been involved in mining for the last 20 plus years. Uh, I've been in various roles uh, in some good success stories in the past and hopefully now back at Canagold as CEO, I was the CEO of the company for about four years from 14 to 19. Yeah. And then I'm back now, uh, backed by a very large group, private group who owns 43% of the company. Yeah. And not only it's a great group, but they've also provided a financing commitment to move the project through feasibility and permitting. So that's why I'm very excited. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you should be. And who's, so who's this group? This group is called Sun Valley Investments. Uh, they have two active gold mines in Colombia. They're producing gold, uh, really good margins there. Two more mines coming online. They also have a, a gold refining business. So it's a diversified group and it's privately owned. Uh, it's great because you know they effectively are banking us and, and they really can put things in production. Okay. And really that's why our project and our company is unique. Okay, so AAA rated backing, we like yeah. it. Um, and with the, with regards to what you're doing, you, you already made a big claim. You had a yeah. hi, highest grade project in what Canada, Western America? Canada, Western yeah. Canada. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's a pretty big claim. So tell us what you've got today. Yeah, so it's really um, about 1.1 measured and indicated ounces of gold, at roughly about 11 grams per ton, uh, which exactly, like I said, it puts us in one of the highest grade under projects in Western Canada. And we need that grade because the project is remote and it's, it's uh, you know, we need to be able to afford uh, having a profitable project in that part of the world. Right. So it's a unique project. Um, it's also one that I think it's got the right size to it because we are targeting about 100,000 of gold a year for, call it, nine to 10 years yes, production. Cool. And also there's significant upside. They all, everybody wants to talk about upside. Actually, not focusing on the upside, we're focusing on the real deal, which is the one point I've been announced is of gold, and we're going to prove that we can make money from it. And I think we have a good chance of making real money from it. So, always, you know, the upside at the bottom of the mine as the mine grows possibly another 10 years, maybe. Um, but really, as I mentioned, uh, we are in the middle of the permitting and feasibility of the project right now. Okay, so you're music to my ears. You're focused on making money. Yes. A lot of people forget to do this, okay? So, so we've got, we got a high grade. We've, we've got the scale there going for you. What are the other variables which kind of drive the potential economics of this thing? Yeah, so really, it's very simple. Uh, grade is king, they say, in the industry, right? And, and you need that, and luckily we have that. And this is what really helps you make the money, right? So at the end of the day, how are we going to make money? 
is having a, you know, hopefully an all-in cost of producing gold by targeting thousand to even eleven hundred dollar gold, right? Sorry. And you know, in today's world price of two thousand, you have a healthy margin to make money. Right. And this is what we are targeting. And is it achievable? I think it is. I think it's is is uh, something that we work in towers, and um, this is kind of our benchmark that we're aiming to achieve. Okay, so you, you mentioned something else that was quite important. Like obviously, you want to make margin. You want right. to make money, right? It, talking to various other CEOs, that, you know, for the, over the last year, who are moving into the production phase, or are producers saying there's a kind of new paradigm, cost structure paradigm in the moment. Right. We've seen what supply chain issues have done to inflation, which has done to you know not just not just the cost of stuff, but the time it takes to get stuff to you. Um, there's a new kind of base rate that yeah. it used to be. We're aiming for a thousand bucks or less. That's a good good thing. I heard from a CEO the other day that that new base seems to be around fourteen hundred bucks. He's telling me, right? So it's got harder out there. Exactly. Again, grade will help you, but I'm trying to look to what else do you know now about your economics as you move into this kind of feasibility study phase of yours? We know a lot. Unfortunately, we can't disclose anything because you know we have not, and we are still in the middle of the feasibility study. Uh, but at this stage, you know, we are probably, you know, more than 50% through the feasibility study. So we do know all the details and all the things you've, you've highlighted, you know, the real cost of doing things. And even with those in mind, you know, we are still, you know, confident and it's our target to get to about 1100. And you made a good point. Yes, it used to be the norm. You have to be six, 700, all in costs, selling costs. Look at Beric, look at those other guys there. Cost is much higher. Yep. So a project today, you know, which can bring the a new project to the market with the economics of a thousand eleven hundred, it's a great project. For sure. Right. And uh, is gold going to be set two thousand? My belief is we've established a floor at two thousand, and you know, eventually gets higher from there. So again, what used to be the norm many years is not anymore, and it has a, it's also a function of inflation, right? A big part of everything. We're witnessing every day inflation. Well, it's reflective in the mining costs and all the things we're doing. This is why, you know, the costs are going to be what they're going to be, and this is why it's moved from six, seven hundred to, like you said, fourteen hundred in some mm. in some cases, right? Yeah. No, it's 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 definitely so. I think there's a new paradigm out there. And like, look, our expectation as economists' expectation is that gold starts really kind of motoring in twenty twenty four. But that's out of our control. Absolutely. The things that are in control for you are kind of keeping the, the, the cost structures down and the way that you, you um, with whether your strategy is delivered, right? Quite so it. can you tell us a little bit about that? Is it just that let's go as big as possible, as quickly as possible, or given the economic backdrop to this, do you, you know, start, do you hydrate some of the, 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 the assets of the project first? Do you build out smaller? I mean, how, how are you thinking yeah. about managing capital yeah. costs? Yeah, so it's a very good point. And I think really the way the way, why I think our project is unique, it's a bite-sized project. Great, right? okay. Which is, what, that, what do I mean by that? It's really a project that, for example, we're targeting again a capital cost of around 200 million Canadian dollars, okay. right? So it's a bite-sized project. Um, in terms of high grading or not high grading, we are fortunate that the orbit is very consistent, top to bottom, left to right. So we we can always kind of mine, you know, around 11 grams per ton. So we don't need to high grade, and we're able to use that average grade um, to make money. Um, it's also an interesting point is that this project actually produced before in 1940s, 50s at the same grade, 
uh, and they have you know senior historical production so you have that to validate your current grade um, it's a very simple project really it's going to be an underground mine that goes down about 500 meters um, and the processing about a thousand ton a day so relatively small operation yeah. per se yet because of the grade you can aim for about a hundred thousand so dollars a year Right, right. So, and, and tell me, tell me the structure of the ore body itself. Yeah. In, in the sense that, okay, you five hundred meters down, yeah. underground mining for sure. Is, is it? I mean, what 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 widths are we talking about? So look, the, it's again, it's a very consistent ore body. We don't have those, you know, skinny veins and right. other projects. It's a very consistent. What you get on the top, you get all the way down. The average width varies from you know one point five meters to twenty meters. You, you can know, get so after it's that. various. Yeah, so yeah. so you so various types of mining we are envisioning right now. We're trying to envision the lowest dilution possible. So maybe cut and fill is an option. Some long hole in certain areas. Um, you want to, and again, what is exciting about it and the way we do it, we're looking at it from making money perspective, right? We want to actually build this project. Most juniors out there um, publish a feasibility and hope they sell the project or there's a bunch of money on the backs of that. We're actually looking to make money and build a project that makes money, right? So why is it different? Because everything we do with the engineers, we're challenging, we're running through our Sunbelly team, which has about 70 people in Colombia, engineers, geologists. So everything we do, we're making, bringing the reality check on it and challenging and improving uh, in a way that eventually we can make money from the project, right? Okay, you're trying to make it as efficient and as effective as possible, for sure. which, which is as, as should be. Yeah. Um, but tell me, how do we go from where we are today, 30 million market cap, right? Right. In a very sort of challenging uh, cash and cash availability environment right. um, to you know, 200 million market cap. The feasibility is gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting for you. Yep. Are you expecting to be able to improve the previous economic study numbers? Is that the aim here or just validate? No, I think really the way I look at it, um, for many reasons, all the historical stuff, and it's not only our case, in every case, uh. you can almost throw it out of the door, right? Because, you know, it's different environments, different assumptions, much lower level of uh, engineering than today, you know, PA is called PA for a reason, right? So the way I look at it, and the way I think people should look at it, in today's market, how is the project looking to be attractive to investors, to mm. better to put your money into it? Yeah. Right? And this is the reason why I mentioned, you know, we want to be at $1,100 roughly, all in sustaining costs, and have a bite-sized, you know, call it 200 million capital cost. We want to get that to 100 million, 100,000 ounces a year producer for nine to 10 years, right? So if I can achieve those metrics, yeah. this is really what matters because I think in that situation, project is financeable, it can move it forward. And this is what we are aiming for. Okay. Right? So um, but tell me how you structure that because that, this, this is the, I like having conversations with people who yeah, want to yeah. make money, right? Yeah, that, exactly. That's a good conversation, yeah. not just drive up momentum. Yeah. So let, let's say it is 200 million uh, carpacks. Yeah. You're going to have a 60, 65% debt component to it. Yeah. And then with the kind of equity or alternative financing element, are you happy to kind of give away a have sort of expensive equity alternative financing at the beginning and then refinance at a point down the line rather than dilute shareholders, you know, 
with 30, you know, 35, 40% yeah. equity raise. How, how do you do it these days? Well, so it's two things. One, we have to get there, right? And yeah. again, through Sun Valley's owning 43% of our company, they provided financing commitment to get us to the decision point, right? right? So all the money required between now and completion of permitting feasibility have been secured through Sun Valley, right? Well, as in, you've got the money today or you have access to we the have, capital today? We have access to the capital. So we have the money today to do the work we have to do. And then the next after is will again be in you know, a backstop by them, right? Okay. And then company has actually not raised any money per se from the market in the last 18 months. Okay. Except through Sun Valley and their network and some of our existing shareholders who actually contributed. And what was that do like? Like, is that a sort of debt for equity? Is no, that it's a straight a... equity. With you know, with the largest financing that the company has done in December, which roughly about nine million dollars, uh, was under a rights offering. Uh, to be fair to shareholders, right? Everybody got the right to participate. Actually, two thirds of people participated. Mm-hmm. Success our financing to that. We only done another one since. Sun Valley and another partner or a, an affiliate or somebody in the in the circle invested money. Right. Um, and then the next one we will be doing again will be similar type of arrangement. So we're not going to go out there in the brokerage world to dilute and, and why not? So it's very tight uh, capital structure from that perspective. Now Sun Valley, because they have the cash flow generating from their mines, in theory, they can finance the entire project. Okay. Right? They make... Um, but there's know, no commitment yet. There's no commitment that, right. for it. And I think, you know, won't be probably the, what they want to do because you don't want to put too many eggs in one basket anyway. It's yeah. a matter of investment principle, right? So we have that option. Um, and this is the reason why, you know, we want to have a project that's real and makes money. Sure. But, and I'm not worried because, again, when we get a project to that type of economics, being a Canadian project permitted, uh, with this cost and targets that I mentioned, there's a number of options you can you can find. Us. Even Canadian banks would be a good target for that, right? So, uh, how the biggest challenge is, you know, to get your market cap up. Well, there we go. Because you talked about the capital structure being tight. That, that's exactly. a good thing, and it's also a bad thing in, in exactly. a way. Because yeah. what's liquidity like? Liquidity, it's okay. You know, yeah. we're trading anywhere between you know two or three hundred thousand shares a day to very little okay. a day, right? So, you know, it's good liquidity. Um, and again, you know, the increase in market cap doesn't happen overnight. It's gradual, you know, as you make progress, hopefully you know the feasibility, then you get progress to permitting, and that's another milestone, another milestone, eventually you get, you know, your market up higher, and so the dilution is less. Um, but again, options like you mentioned about debt financing and things like that, they are all on the table. Okay. And, um, you know, it's all about what makes most sense at the right time. Right. There's a lot of noise out there. Yeah. Gold companies are really been beaten up good in the last two and a half years, three years actually. Um and but there's a lot of you. Yeah. <laughs> Globally, like about fifteen hundred of you, right? So it's like it all's pretty much saying the same things, right? So very few people talk about making money. They just talk yeah. about surviving at the moment, it seems. Um and you not being able to get uh access to capital was super dilutive, expensive capital. Right. Uh but not really an end product there right so yeah how how would you position yourself how, how would you pitch yourself as apart from what you said about grade and Canada yeah. and so forth why are you going to win where others will fail well it's it's very simple i think we're almost privileged um when you compare us with other juniors to be in a position where basically we don't need to worry, worry where the next money are going to be coming from uh. right because the biggest challenge for juniors people and junior companies you know make plans 
is subject to financing, right? Subject to being about the market environment to raise the money and, and raise the capital. Well, we solved that problem with Sun Valley. You know, they are, as long as we, so we're focused on execution, right? So to get there to a production decision, basically we do not have that risk really? that everybody else in the junior space, they don't have a corner store investor that's willing to fund to get you to that point. And this is for that reason that the companies fundamentally change from an explorer to a pre-production story. We don't even have a VP exploration anymore because we don't need one. Yet we've hired a senior vice president of mining mm-hmm. because we need one. And then we may be hiring more people like that, right? So this is the change in the, in the profile of the company that's re- happening right now. And as I mentioned, you know, we are, I guess, privileged to be able to deliver on the, on the objective. Uh, so that's really sets us apart. Uh, there's another element to it, you know, through the backing we have from the largest investor, we will be becoming probably more aggressive on M&A uh, because, you know, there are, out of the 1,500 companies you mentioned, there is a very small number yeah. that are still good. I agree with you. There's a lot of stranded yeah. assets. Exactly. They can't get the cash and yeah. it's cheap. Exactly. Super, super cheap. Very nice. And, and you know, best small number, you know, out yeah, of the yeah, 1,500, yeah. there's very few that actually are worth it. <laughs> But uh, I could, we, I could put a number down. Yeah, here. exactly. But you, yeah. you know, being in position, we are uh, now. As soon as the project advances through feasibility, we can turn our attention to maybe um, M and A and bring additional uh, creative, kind of very aggressive, uh, uh, yeah, aggressive things to. So, and do you think that's better than developing? You kind of got four of the projects in your portfolio currently, yeah. but do you think that you're seeing better deals out there at the moment? Yeah, I look, really, we only have a big flagship project with Disney Polaris. We have some non-core assets which are somewhat interesting. Okay. Um, okay. But, like you mentioned, you know, there are still some interesting projects out there where we can bring our capital and expertise and make a difference. Okay. And make a difference meaning move them to a production or pre-production yeah. decision. Yeah. Get aggressive. I exactly. like it. Yeah. Kathleen, I appreciate you coming Le- in. Nice meeting Spend you. Spend time. Busy yeah. over there, I know, so yeah. you better get back to it. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Cheers. 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 Bye-bye.